This episode is sponsored by Aura. Every once in a while, a product comes along that changes everything. And that product is Aura. Aura is an easy-to-use app that includes everything families need to protect their identities, money, passwords, devices, and more. It's really easy to set up and has everything you need. So you don't have to download seven separate apps to get things like parental controls, antivirus, ID theft, and transaction monitoring, and more. You get everything at one affordable price. What makes Aura different, you say? It's simple to set up. It protects against today's and tomorrow's threats, and with parental controls to let your kids explore the internet safely, filter harmful sites, apps, and manage screen time easily. Online safety for today's digital safety. It's tech that grows with you and your family. Browse safely, surf smartly, Aura comes packed with all the tools you need to protect you and your family from the online threats you can't see. Our listeners will get a 14-day free trial of Aura for individuals, couples, or their family by going to Aura.com slash potential. That's Aura, spelled A-U-R-A, dot com slash potential. Once again, get your first 14-day free trial of Aura by going to Aura.com slash potential. Protect what's important. Proactive protection for your assets, identity, family, and tech across every device. And remember, know your potential. Now we got the uh, maximals, the maximals, and the minimals, and the, the vitamins. Um, yeah, uh, Eliasen to uh, uh, Transformers: <laughs> Rise of the Beast. <laughs> Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Soko, and Joe, my co-host and fellow supporter and fighter of the Autobots, Chris Dewar. Today's episode, we're viewing the latest action sci-fi Transformers entry, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Uh, this is part of the Transformers film series, uh, as we had Michael Bay direct the first one, and this was directed by Stephen Campbell Jr. So Chris and I are no strangers to the Transformer universe, grew up on the animated show. I'm sure one of us had a Transformers. I actually did have the uh, Maximals early on, so I was like, oh, actually, there you go. fun fact. Um, I had been a fan of the first three, but I've actually been out of the game for a while, so Luckily, this was a bit of a kind of a prequel and set years before all those. So this is kind of an exciting entry if you have not started the Transformers series or if this is, you know, you know, continuing in the journey. Now, there will be some spoilers. Spoiler warning. Because it's kind of hard not to. There's a lot of stuff in the end. And if you haven't seen the other films or this one, stop right now. Pause this. Come back to this after you've watched that. The other ones, whatever you want to do. But uh, let's jump right into this. Chris, give us a brief synopsis of Transformers Rise of the Beasts. So we have a, a new race of Transformers that we have not uh, explored yet in the film franchise, uh, the Maximals. And their race is almost wiped out by this planet-eating dark god known as Unicron. And to stop this Unicron from getting this uh, device, they transport themselves to Earth. 
and they hide this key in two parts and they wait in the shadows, uh, hopefully to never see this thing again. And then we're now in what is present day 1994. Uh, and so again, like, you know, if you'd seen Bumblebee, it was kind of a prequel to the Transformers films that we'd seen Michael Bay. And this is kind of continuing that, that trend 1994. And we are following uh, two different humans who then get swept up uh, with the Autobots as they discover this uh, Unicron is now targeting Earth and they have to join with the Maximals to save the day. Uh, this was exciting because, I mean, I think Bumblebee was a fresh restart for Transformers. We had definitely gone down the rabbit hole of Michael Bay kind of going way off the deep end with uh, with the trash that was the last couple Transformers movies. You you could watch them and enjoy some of the action, but, you know, when you got Mark Wahlberg being like, hey, Optimus, what are we going to do? How are we going to stop him? It just gets annoying to the point of, you know, there was there was a <laughs> yeah. magic to the first film. Yes, had some over the top moments, of course, but it was a little more honed in. And then they just got longer and longer and bigger and bigger. And it's you know, there's a magic to it works with. There's obviously going to be intense, awesome robot action. But then there is the humor of humans discovering these characters and the heart of why why do we care about these humans? And what they did so well about this is they kept it simple. We have two yeah. main humans that we follow. Only two. Mm-hmm. Not like 12. We don't have a ton of government agency characters. We have two yeah. humans, and that's it. There are three main bad guys that we follow. Really one main bad guy with his like two cronies. And yes, we have this kind of... You know, it kind of reminded me of Unicron... Reminding a little bit of Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, with um, you know, they kind of did Galactus and like this giant planet thing. Um, yeah. it's like yes, we have this big bad that's like out in the shadows, but he's not really the threat till the very end. It's these, it's his minions, which are led by this super transformer guy named Scourge, who uh, because of some of the technology he's even embedded with from Unicron, he's got a couple cool tricks up his sleeve and he's he's quite a a hunter and i love that they show that he has um he has all these symbols of different autobots and different transformers that he has uh killed uh, and he he wears their signal as kind of like a you know almost like general grievous and his uh lightsaber collection with his lightsabers yeah that's what i was thinking too um and yeah and hey and not only just scourge but what a cast uh for voicing of course we bring back peter cohen oh, yeah as Optimus Prime, but we got Ron Perlman as Optimus Primal, Peter Dinklage as Scourge, Pete Davidson playing Mirage. Oh, so funny. Definitely had a, definitely one of the highlights of the humor mm. of this film. Um, Michelle Yeoh, um, and we got John DiMaggio. Uh, just such a great mix of people. But talking back to the human element, I think that's like, you're right. That's what made like the first one still have the charm. When we had Shia LaBeouf first starting out. Um, I think having Anthony Ramos and... Dominique Fishback as Elena and Noah, they really have a lot of the heart in the character of this film. And I thought Anthony Ramos, you know, he's coming off of obviously his Broadway debut, you know, being in his in his work of, of musicals within Heights and whatnot. He's really proven to be a really good leading mm-hmm. man. And I think he does, I just something about him in this role was very fresh to me, very fun. And especially with him, um, you know, taking care of his brother. Um, who who's suffering from this uh, sickle cell d- disease and 
there's just that love of that uh, family, the familia. And I think that's also with the transformers as well. You get this like connection and stuff. And really what I like too, is we find Optimus a very different Optimus. You know, he's very distrustful humanity. He's a lot more of a different Optimus than we've come to know. who's more, more of kind of like the Obi-Wan and the other ones, he's a little bit more of a kind of disgruntled kind of, um, jaded yeah he doesn't trust the humans um you know again if you look at the lore of these characters they Mm -hmm. were transported from cybertron you know the whole big war that was going on their home planet and they've been stuck on earth they've been trying to find a way to get back to their planet and he knows that humans will fight for their own so he's like why should we join with them now we did have bumblebee where bumblebee was you know Haley steinfeld helped him in that movie so there's there's even a moment where he kind of like mentions he's like look b i know one human helped you out, but just because one did doesn't mean all of them will. So there is a distrust. And I think it was smart for them to set that up because then by the end of the film, when Anthony Ramos's character and Optimus really do come together, it, it made it more impactful. Um, but yeah, Anthony Ramos, he just has a charm about him. One, he's a good looking cat. And then, you know, he yeah. handles humor and heart and strength very well. There's obviously the humor that was kind of saying that Shia LaBeouf went off with, with, you know, when he, he's basically been, he doesn't have a job. He's struggling to find work and he's kind of been deemed as like not a team player. And when he kind of yeah. ends up taking a job to steal a car, of course the car he steals is a transformer. It's Mirage. And yes, Pete Davidson steals the show as his character. I mean, Especially said in the 90s, there's just a lot of language and dialogue that was very funny for Pete Davidson to say. Um, almost in a way, it was kind of meta at times of him kind of commenting on Transformers and even Optimus as kind of like his disgruntled, you know, leader. Um, but Anthony Ramos, I mean, there's a lot of humor with him when he's first being introduced to these characters. But as he comes to accept them, and you know, we have this whole realization that there is this these this key. And this devastating, you know, ultra God is coming to destroy the planet. He realizes that it's his duty to go along on this journey to help save humanity. And his counterpart her is Elena, played by uh, yeah, Dominique Fishback, who she's like the nerdy one of the group, but she she has all this knowledge of ancient historical, you know, texts and, and and lectures and all this kind of stuff but she's not taken seriously she is an intern at this natural history museum so she she gets to prove her mettle in this film with you know not really someone that i think would be interested in in action and all that stuff but she she's one important part that helps with you know solving well she is the fun yeah. academic element you got to have that kind of and we do you know, get balance. some like kind of indiana jones-ish tomb raider kind of uh, exploration especially a huge chunk of this film is set in peru where they're going off to try to find one of these pieces of the key now as i mentioned we have these three bad you know transformers um and they scourge has these kind of little spider bots which were really fun to you know we've had we've had little minions in the transformers franchise but these spider ones were pretty intense. I mean, they can get around pretty creepily. Um, they're fast. They're just, you know, it was fun to see. And and what was different about this that I can't remember much of this being used in other movies. Maybe they have been. I just don't remember. Yeah. Anthony Ramos gets this kind of like Iron Man kind of glove to use, um, which has 
you know, a weapon attached to it. And uh, of course, it was a funny joke, too. And Mirage is like, you don't know what part of me that came from. And he's like looking at it, like starting to think like, oh, my God, what, you know, as if they have private parts, Um, which I mean, in a previous movie, uh, I believe it was Jax who uh, did, quote unquote, urinate his uh, oil. Um, So uh, (laughs) uh, another addition, though, that that was great because he just sounds exactly like his character from Ted Lasso. We do have Wheeljack, who is voiced by Cristo Fernandez, who you all know as uh, Danny Roja, who we, uh, you know, reviewed Ted Lasso this week as well. And uh, Danny he was so fun to just hear because like the moment he pops up, he's like, I'm so sorry. I have been distracted by a butterfly. And it's like and then they do this whole great commentary. He's like, hey, man, why do you have an accent? He's like, what do you mean I have an accent? He's like, aren't you a robot? Why would you have an accent? Hilarious. Uh, yeah it was definitely probably the most meta of the other movies and i think that's what really worked for it for me i was i found myself laughing a lot uh, it was quite funny yeah now the maximals almost not to the point of like the dinosaurs in age of extinction where they really only came in the last few minutes air razor gets the most screen time um she kind of starts helping them out with this you know quest to get these keys but we do finally meet, you know, we have a whole prologue scene, but Optimus Prime, I mean, Ron Perlman was great in this because he's definitely someone that he looks up to Optimus Prime, but he's even kind of concerned of why he's acting the way he is. And then we do have, we do have two other, you know, Maximals. We have the the Cheetah one and we have the Rhino one. Cheetor and, and uh, uh, I don't know whatever. I don't actually don't think the Rhino one ever talks, but they don't get a lot to do. Oh, Rhinox, Cheetor and Rhinox don't yeah. get a lot to do. Um, there's a great action set piece for them at the end, but they didn't have a lot. And I kind of wish they had more time with all because it was only four of them. I wanted more time with the Maximals, well, especially especially since we've had so many movies of the Autobots. Let's get yeah. some more. And, it, and it's called Rise know. of the Beasts. They didn't really rise; they just kind of appeared. <laughs> You know, so <laughs> I don't. I think of Rise Beast. of the Beast. Maybe some other title might have worked, but but uh, at some point uh, during a initial battle at this history history museum, uh, Scourge does seem to kill Bumblebee or destroy Bumblebee, and uh, mm-hmm. you know Optimus, of course, takes it. He's it thinks it's all his fault, and we do see this kind of a. Uh, side optimus where he's he's regretful he thinks that his choice to keep the autobots here has uh, been the wrong one and everything that's happened to them is because of him but it was kind of cool that this this place they go to where the maxwells had been chilling out has the like transformers energy embedded in the land so they're like there's always a possibility that he could be revived um but as you said you know this whole film, it's very simple to follow because they're trying to get these two keys. One's at the History Museum. They eventually find the second piece at this village outside the outskirts of Peru. And Optimus is kind of like surprised. He's like, you entrusted humans with this device. And Optimus Primal is like, we have been working with these humans for centuries. They protected our secrets and we mm-hmm. protected them. So it's like a different, it's a cool, different uh, contrast between what the Autobots have experienced and the Maximals. And even at one point, Noah is thinking, well, if this device is going to bring this this god here, 
if I destroy the device, then he'll never be able to show up. But that would also mean that Optimus and his crew can never get home. So when we get to this big final battle, which let me tell you, is epic. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's putting a mind. It is <laughs> an epic. I mean, the action period in this movie was fantastic. And it was awesome. I mean, it's just badass, awesome. It's what you want from Transformers. I mean, it was shot so well. It's very much like Lord of the Rings. There's like all these robot spiders and just things to fight. And we had these scorpions and just, you know, all these things to fight. So you do get that fulfilling giant end kind of battle moment. And the idea is that Elena is going to go and she's going to put this code in of the symbol she's been studying that's going to stop this key from working. And the idea is the Autobots and the Maximals will fight and distract Scourge and his army from stopping them. And at one point, Mirage does go off to fight Scourge himself, and Scourge does get the better of him. But Mirage, being that he's this ability that can, he can, you know, make himself into multiple different things and stuff, you know, Mirage. Yep. They do this cool thing where I, I like how they kind of set it up with the glove. Anthony Ramos imbues Mirage and he gets a, kind of like an Iron Man mecha suit of Mirage and becomes like Mega Man. And it was really cool to see him like take on this suit and actually use it well. Like I, I texted Taylor after I saw the movie and I was like, remember the end of the Predator, uh, the most recent one, which was terrible. <laughs> when they kind of set up at the end yeah, like this, this predator mildly. suit and they teased it and it barely was used in the movie. Anthony Ramos gets like a ton of action with this thing fighting Scourge. And this is and this is kind of like what it should have been like for Black Panther Wakanda Forever where that yes. was kind of not as exciting or cool looking. Oh my gosh. That was not only great with that film. But yeah, this was really well done. And this is, again, when you keep reinvigorating the franchise to add something but that doesn't take away from everything else. Yeah, I was like, ooh, okay, I want to, I want to see more of that in the, in the next. And one. they always have done well in these films, even Michael Bay with Optimus Prime taking out like the big bad, because there's always like been the battles that lead up to him, where he he either loses every time or gets close. I mean, I love that he has that sword that, that's on one of his arms, and then he's got his axe. So the combination of of Noah and him fighting off Scourge and him just finally kicking the crap out of him and you know he there's like a lava waterfall and he he's pushing his face into it and eventually he just stabs him right through the face and he he lifts up his you know <laughs> so good. i mean i i was i was basically because i came to this movie so late i was in the screen of like i think two people were way up on the the balcony i mean i was like hooping and hollering it was awesome uh and then it was kind of cool with because this key was destroyed this kind of tech device that's going to be able to have this code be put in. Optimus realizes that the only way to stop this now is to destroy the key, which means that they will be stuck on Earth. And he makes that choice. So he does destroy this thing and everything's being kind of warped mm. back up into space. And Noah actually, using his Mirage suit, is able to hold on Optimus um, and kind of help, you know, and then Optimal... Optimus Primal joins in, so they're able to save Optimus Prime from being sucked up into space. And it was a cool moment to kind of see like how they all kind of came together and fought. And I mean, again, that the what I loved was the Maximals, you know, thinking of like Beast Wars and all that. 
they're in their animal form for most of the time you see them but when it's time to fight they go into like optimal mode and they become like transformer looking like and they have like these cool weapons i mean it was just such a great ending so our bad guys have been defeated we've saved the day and you know as as every transformers movie has optimus prime does his like this is optimus prime sending out a message to any surviving autobots we've saved the day blah 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 so we're left off like okay elena's now been a hit on tv because she's discovered all this stuff and you know so she's finally got her due and i love that noah has this moment with her throughout the movie he's like you know brooklyn like he's like look at the pride we bring from our neighborhood saving the day Mm -hmm. but then the movie goes into a direction that i thought was really smart very unexpected he's got on this job interview and he's just thinking like Mm -hmm. finally you know i've been i need a job I got to, you know, take care of my brother. And, you know, of course, you can't really tell people, oh, I just was in Peru with the Transformers. You know, it's like, who's going to believe you? <laughs> it's not a good yeah. resume filler. <laughs> so this guy, you know, he's like, uh, your resume is pretty light. He's like, well, I was just in South America for a job. You know, I was just working the whole time. And he was like, yeah, how was Peru? And he's like, I never said Peru. He's like, oh, we know about Peru. So this guy clearly knows the activity. He's like, in a we know you're working with the big guys. And he's like, who is this? And he's like, look, we're off the books, government organization. And we think you'd be a great addition to the team. And he slips him a card. And all of a sudden he presses his butt on the wall. And there's this huge, like huge room behind him with like clearly some kind of like advanced ship jet and all this kind of stuff. And it's, he's like closing. And Anthony Ramos looks at the card and it says GI Joe. And I was like, ooh. And it cuts to black. Yeah. I was like, talk about crossovers. Yeah, that was, um, this just kind of sets up a whole interesting new dynamic. Not only are we kind of reinvigorating the franchise, you know, starting with this, you know, with Bumblebee and then this film. Now we're connecting. And what does that say for the previous films? Is there going to be some connective tissue? You know, this is very exciting stuff. And I mean, the, the G.I. Joe franchise has been very hit and miss, mostly in the miss category. Yes. I didn't even see Snake Eyes that came out, uh, you know. I did. I did. We, we were, were going to review it, it and I just, ended up not know. seeing it. But yeah. uh, I think if Anthony Ramos led a G.I. Joe movie that connected to Transformers, that could, that could go someplace. I mean, this could kind of be a little Hasbro uh, universe they, if they want to go that way. But obviously, Unicron will still want to come out. And with the Maxwells now, I mean, there's there's a lot of potential for what they could do in the future. And, you know, since Mirage was kind of, a, you know, he was broken down in multiple parts and then Anthony Ramos was wearing him, he is able to rebuild him. Uh, but not with the fancy scrap metal, you know, that not the Porsche kind of material. That's kind of scrap material. But yeah. uh, Pete Davidson's character does live once again in a mid credit scene. So... I gotta say, you know, yeah. this it was highly entertaining. It's very fun. It's very easy to follow. I think sometimes the Transformers movies get a little com- convoluted with some of their uh, plot. You know, it's like we just want to. There's there's bad guys. It's kind of a chase scene. We're trying to get these parts, and we have an epic fight. That's all we need. So it was there for me. The humor, the heart, and again because of the '90s setting. And this director, he was director of Creed Two. I think there's just that street element to this film that really added a flair that it needed, uh, especially with Ande mm-hmm. Ramos, oh, 100%. just some of the dialogue he gets to say and, you know, kind of bringing 
bringing that culture into it was really smart as well. So this, this was a hit for me. Um, and I really hope that we get to see more. So I'm going to give Transformers Rise of the Beast. It's going to make a solid like 8.5 out of 10. I, I had a, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree too. I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. Um, especially it's kind of reinvigorating me into the franchise. I'm looking forward to see where they go with this. Um, and definitely, even just as a standalone entry, this is a pretty awesome film. So definitely check out Transformers Rise of the Beasts. That is uh, in theaters now. It's going to be on streaming, but you can check that out. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.